Talking Giants live from Charlotte, North Carolina. Honestly, I can't believe we pulled this off. Uh, when we had this idea, it was just a stupid idea. And look at us here. We got, you know, we got about twenty people here here to you know you know talk Giants. You know, ch- uh, check out the truck race with yeah. us. Yeah, I think some other people will join later. Um, I was saying, I was like, it could be like eight people or twenty people. But it's I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with Justin Panic. We're gonna have a rotate, rotating cast of people. Well, we're starting off with Steve Toronto. Mm. I, pr- I pronounced that correctly, right? Yes, you did. Uh, he covers NASCAR that. for CBS Sports, also does covers the Panthers and does some other NFL yep. stuff. And a Giants fan. Yes. yes. You oh. came on our radar. Yep. When Second generation. You came on our radar when we interviewed uh, Daniel Jones trainer, Mickey Bruckner, and it's like, yes. oh, someone wrote a story. Oh, that's, that's Steve. So yeah. we're here at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, Justin, man, I, I, I can't believe we pulled it off. And I lost my wallet. Uh, now I'm muted. Oh, that was a story, yeah. Oh, you know, I, wa- I lost my wallet once in there North Carolina go. as well. When I was a student at uh, Elon University doing Greensboro and Raleigh, me and my friends were all out at uh, Barnes & Noble one night, and I ended up losing my wallet. And uh, I don't remember who this person was, but he had the decency to find my wallet, pick it up, and hand it back to me. So I have always appreciated that. And so I will uh, externalize that to just if you ever if you ever end up losing your wallet in North Carolina, the good people up North Carolina will bring it back to you. So I'm glad that you had the experience as well, Bobby. Mm. Well, I, I lost my wallet, but I didn't lose my ID because I left it on top of my rental car, and it fell off. But my ID slipped into one of the cracks of the car. Ooh. So 15, you know, 10 miles away, I, I get out of the car looking for my wallet. My ID's there, so I'm like, all right, it sucks I lose my wallet, but thank God my ID because I wouldn't be able to check into the. Uh, hotel, I wouldn't be able to fly. I mean, I, I wouldn't have to get a new debit no. card, nothing. Um, yeah, and you then, were in bad shape. And then, and then a nice older gentleman found it, and I gave him a 50 spot because I was wow. just so appreciative. Must be person. nice to have a uh, salary of over uh, 500K a year. Yeah, just so a little true. over 500K. Yeah. Um, I had a nice, peaceful 10-hour drive down here. Left I, at uh, 4.30 in the morning, got here at uh, whatever 10 hours is. Yeah. People have been drinking enough to where we started the live show, and they're just having their own good time, which I, I like. Love that. We're going to have a rotating cast. You know, we got research. Rick is here. Mm. Tim Coffee, Mr. Brownstone. We got a, a good amount of people here. Um, Tim or Tim. See, I I, I was talking about Tim. You've Tim had your Coffey, brewskies, yeah. Tim in Florida. Mm-hmm. One, did were you surprised when we did this event? And two, this is a new regime. You you know you cover the Panthers. You've seen yeah. Matt Rule. Like, what is the one thing that you're focused on for the New York Giants this year? Uh, I mean, really, it, it boils down to Daniel Jones. Plain, plain and simple, is what I really want to see because I'm a Danny Dimestan. Mm. Is that okay? Is Joe Shane 
And is Brian Dable approaching Daniel Jones in good faith? Do they want to create a support structure for him to the point that he can really show what he showed in 2019 and what he showed spurts of in 2020 and 2021? Or is it, or is it a case where, you know, okay, we're going to kind of build our team up, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to treat this as like a lame duck year for you, and we're going to we're going to start to focus on our own quarterback. You know, some people might want that. I don't want that. I personally think the world of Daniel Jones, and I want uh, I want the, this team to do the best it possibly can to make sure that Daniel Jones is our franchise quarterback moving forward. And that's honestly a question we don't know is like what Joe Shane and Br- like they declined the option, but that was the reasonable decision no matter what you yes. think of Daniel Jones. Absolutely. That was the reasonable decision. Um, really the only indication we can see of, of what they think about Daniel Jones is what they gave to Rod Taylor for 2023. Yeah. You know, like that's the only thing. Okay, maybe they're not in on him. But also, I do see an offensive mind like Brian Dable, an yeah. offensive line like uh, offensive mind like Mike Ka- Mike Kafka, a GM like Joe Shane. I mean, like man, actually, they really screwed this Daniels. cat. Let's see, let's see what this guy can do. Uh, I, the the impression I get is that they're actually going to give Daniel something that is suited to his skill set, mm. something that is reliant on on RPOs and spreading uh, spreading the field out, spread offense. You know, not something that's stuck in 1992, something that Daniel Jones can actually run at a high level. That's that's what excites me the most. Now, as far as the defense is concerned, I have a lot of reservations about what their plan is for the defensive backfield. Justin, I know you've had to address this throughout the week, but uh, I would say I'm as optimistic about the prospects of the Giants having maybe a top-10 offense as as I've had Top in 10. quite a while. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's setting the bar high, but, I mean, just, you know, if they're, like, 16th, middle of the league, that'd be an improvement from and where that, they've And that's going to be such a dramatic difference, and that's what we were kind of hoping for last year, right? Being average is going to be so different yes. from what we've experienced, especially going back to 2016, 2017. Got a little bit of average-ness-ish in 2018 and 2019. In 2019, I I feel like we look fondly back on 2019 and, wow, look at how explosive Daniel Jones was. But if you compare that data... Right, when you compare that data, uh, the explosive play rate on offense in 2019, it still was closer to below average than average. So that, But that's how much, as Giants fans, that we're just thirsting for some kind of explosive, competitive offense. Because especially the majority out of the last few years since 2016, it has been just... Just so yeah. so putrid. Well, you well you say since 2016. Really, it's been about since 2012, 2013, because the line's been you know, bad. Yeah, you know? yeah, but but I mean, even the kind of personnel we've had on offense. Uh, I remember. I don't remember the exact week it was. It was late in the season, though. Might have been 2014. And uh, Larry Donnell catches a pass from Eli Manning, and if he doesn't fall down. Because we've had a catch-and-fall-down offense for years. Larry Dennell is still running. Like, we have not had a offense that emphasizes yards after the catch yes, or yes. Real, real tangible athleticism compatible with where a lot of the top teams in the league have gone. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's it, it goes way beyond Jason Garrett being our offensive coordinator or the offensive line being bad. It's just, 
it, it really is just overall approach to offensive football. And yeah. I know, Justin, you've had uh, you've done some deep dives on this in terms of you know are the Giants a good or a bad offensive franchise? Yeah. Yes. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And and I actually I thought that was interesting because growing up as a second generation Giants fan. I ended up gravitating toward being like a defensive first guy. Of course, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if the offense can't score. You know, the defense should be able to hold the lead. Yep. And I feel like with Brian Dable, we're starting to adapt a little more than maybe the tradition of our franchise or the ideas of the Mara family as to what makes a good football team has allowed us to. And know? it's fun because that's where the league is headed. It's not just, okay, are the Giants getting the personnel that's good. It's just it's the Giants aligning to where the National Football League is trending yeah. as what successful teams are doing well and then what teams that are not yeah. successful, what and are they I'm very doing? very much what a traditionalist, so I've, yeah. I've struggled with this. Like, I've had to kind of confront myself to, to be like, okay, well, should I really be a defensive first guy or should I place more yeah. emphasis on the uh, really – Badass defense being a complement to a strong offense. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. Yep. All right, Stephen. We appreciate right. you. Absolutely. Stephen Toronto, Thank you you're for the man. Me on here. You're the man. I, I look forward to reading all your NASCAR stuff. I was talking to you before we went on. There was particularly something about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And one of the things about NASCAR this year, don't click off. Please don't click off. I'm talking now about NASCAR for well, 20 no seconds. I'm operating the camera, so I think we're okay right <laughs> so, now. Why are you know, we talking about NASCAR? What would. Well, I mean, we're at a NASCAR race. We're at a NASCAR oh. race. The, well, what are you talking about, Bobby Skinner? Of course we're going to talk about NASCAR. We're going to be recording Dingle. this, and the ARCA race is probably going to be going on. But Stephen Toronto yeah, does great stuff races, at, uh, at CBS Sports. The ARCA Sports. race is going on right now. But, but, of course, this dingo who gets fooled by Steve Smith. Oh, that's true. That's what I wanted to ask you. Did oh, you yes. get fooled at all for a second? Uh, I wanted it to be true, but from my experience with the Panthers and knowing Steve Smith's personality <laughs> – I figured that he was probably busting everyone's you-know-what. So I didn't get my hopes too high. Someone tweeted about maybe him being a coach the day before, and then I saw it. Like He said it. It's news. And then five minutes later, I'm like, it's not true. All right, somebody tweet about it. Come well, I mean, on, hell, someone, he someone tweet Jake about Malone it. Malone were Daniel's childhood hero, so it would have been awesome. I know. I Oh, I had tweets fired off, and then it was yeah. like, oh, God, we screwed this yeah, up. I might have retweeted one or two of them. So, you know, don't feel, don't feel too bad. I... Yo, I bought into it as much as you did. Yeah. Appreciate but again, Steven, Steven Toronto does great stuff with NASCAR, CBS Sports. There was something recently I wrote about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And one of the things that I really like about NASCAR this Stenhouse year Jr. is Today that... I wrote about Matt Colleague, the owner of Colleague Racing. Yes, yes. And we're one of the things a, that I... We're doing a weekly, semi-weekly series on CBS Sports. So if you're uh, if you're a NASCAR fan, if, you, uh, if you're interested in a bit of a different perspective on, on racing, you should go check it out. Yeah, right on, right on. So there's been a lot of different guys that have come up uh, in the sport this year and you've been covering them, and it's been a lot of fun. So thank you for coming Absolutely. on, Stephen. Thank, thank, thank you, you, guys. Bro. Tim Coffey and Mr. Brownstone next. Wow. So I yeah, wanted to go. have these two guys on together. We will win. Well, we are Talking Giants Eskimo <laughs> Brothers. Well, I was going to say both North Carolina guys. Yes, we that's have correct. Talking Giants royalty, Mr. Brownstone, Buddy Brown. And then we have Talking Giants psychopath, Pitbull, Tim Coffey. Yeah, that's right. Who's also a teacher and – I will say, I've taken a lot of shots at you because we can. We're, you know, we're family. I love you. Love you. And the Talking Giants versus the World clip from your students was like, okay, this is this is kind of cool. That made my like year. That was that was so so awesome. I mean, I thought of it on the way into school. 
And it's one of those things when you say to yourself, that's a good idea. And then sometimes you forget to do a good idea. Yeah. This good idea didn't go away. Wow. I had to do it. Yeah. I that's had to awesome. Do it. What were your kids like? They didn't give a shit. Were they like, what, what <laughs> they is, loved it. Yeah. What, they're like, what is talking? Didn't ask at all. They just wanted to be on camera. Yell. And yell. And be loud. Any they're opportunity there. to be loud, we're I usually take. We're loud and we're here. Mm-hmm. Mr. Brownstone was like one of our earliest fans post, you know, putting stickers on his, uh, on his challenge, uh, charger or challenger? Challenger. You challenger. Challenger right. you got. It's a good North Carolina car. And I remember one of the first ones when we were trying to be a little more clean cut. It was like, you know, smoke gas, eat ass, talking giants, <laughs> Mr. Brownstone. Yeah. And I was like, should we retweet this? I don't know. But Mr. Brownstone's been talking giant royalty. What's going on, fellas? I've met. Hey. You came down to, uh, you came to MetLife down when I was there. We hung out. And then this is the first time I've met Tim Coffey. Um, what's I going just, on, fellas? I well, just want to win games. I just want to be a winner, motherfucker. That's all I want. Mm. That's all we want. Um, Let's win some games. What do you want, Tim Coffey? I want to welcome you guys to North Carolina. Wow, thank That's you. What I want to do. Thank you for First coming. Time. This is this is fantastic. I'm going to see uh, vehicles take left-hand turns for about three hours. So excited is what I'm going to do. Tim so Coffey's excited. been on the verge of offending like every person we've meet. About He's being silly fun now, but he knows we. He wants to be a winner more than anything. <laughs> Let's be winners. Um. Mr. Brownson, what's been your drink of choice today? Yeah. What's been what? Your drink, your drink of choice today. I've been drinking Natty Daddy's because <laughs> I'm the daddy of three fatties. I got babies all over uh, Scabies, Scandinavia, everywhere. That's a child of mine. These are two of my like are my biggest like like friends. You know, there's listeners, and then you guys are my friends, and you're drinking IPAs, and he's drinking Natty Daddies, but yet we all get together and are like best friends. So this it, is exactly how out. I imagine it happening. I mm, care for really all is. of my children, no matter how many I have. I will I will love them, but I'll keep having them. That's that's all that matters. Am I one of them? Am you're I having one. Your one you're, one's popping out in the next what two weeks? In the next two weeks. Wow! That's right. Thank you, Justin. You're a nice guy. I, I appreciate it. it. So we were supposed to do a mailbag. Do you guys have like any questions? I, I kind of feel weird asking like, "Hey, you want to ask us?" I a feel question? like we're interviewing. You I, I do want to have a conversation. I actually have. I have. I, I have uh, a thoughts on the relationship between Kayvon Thibodeau and Leonard Williams, Lionel. Um, I want to know what you guys think about their on-field relationship and how that's going to work. I think both will make each other better because now Kayvon Thibodeau, or now Leonard Williams has that edge presence. Mm. Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously, like Leonard Williams, commands double teams. If he's single team, he does well. Um, but they're not in the same room, and that's the, you know that's something we've talked about. It's like, who is the dog in the group to like push Kayvon Thibodeau to the next Jahan level? Ward. <laughs> you said See? that in the last podcast. You know who I think that dog is? I think it's Kayvon Thibodeau. I do too. As but, you guys but were talking rookie, about on the last you know? cast, I kept saying to the radio out loud in the car on the way here, it's Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm. He's going to be the guy from day one I agree. that pushes not only the linebackers in the edge room, but the whole defense. He's going to be that guy. I just want a guy there to like kind of push him, whether, you know, it's, whether it's a free agent who maybe is not as good as he once was. Or whoever, I just feel like they're they need some leadership. And you know, you first joined the Talking Giants Army. We had Dave Tolson on, and I, you know, I talked about that on the show. That Tolson's like, "Who's the no? You got to keep the microphone. You're staying on." I I love I but I love that though. It's te- it's teamwork right there. Um, 
he's like, who's the like who's who's the dog in this room? Like like who's mm. the leader? So I think it's really per like the coaches have to really take that on. Uh, you know, obviously Drew Wilkins, Wink Martindale speaks highly of, and then. Um, but if Kayvon wants to take that on, Rick's favorite. You know? I think guy, it's going to happen Cox. very quickly, and I think it's going to be Kayvon. But if, it, if but if I he does like take that on, Sin will take over in this CB2 role and take it over with guys like Cardero Flight coming in in the slot. I think they'll make a big transition this year. Play a big. I'm not totally worried about like. Okay, here's our cornerbacks now. My worry is when Adore Jackson misses three games and it's like, oh, God. Aaron Robinson, cornerback one. Maurice Kennedy, cornerback two. Yeah. You know, rookie Cordell fought. Donay Holmes is, you know, I, I don't think do that's you care? my worry. You know it's going to be a shit show. But it still matters, though. It does you matter, know? yeah. Eh, I mean, it's, you know, year one. It's year one. No, I mean, it is. So it's like a fine line between, you know, Mr. Brownstone comes on and he says that he wants to win. You know, you want to F and win, right? You want to win. And I'm kind of at that point, too, where, yeah, you know, eight, nine, ten wins. You know, uh, uh, let's say ten wins is pushing it, right? But let's let's freaking creep up on seven, eight wins. You know, like, seven, that's, that's seven, how eight. you show yeah. improvement. And, you know, I'm kind of sick and tired of seeing online, well, 2020, you know, 2022 isn't about 2022. It's about 2023 and the whole balance between competing for today and building for tomorrow, right? It's a whole balance. But I, I want to see progress. And the way that you see progress is, by winning football games. So that's why, like, hey, the cornerback room, in a, especially in a passing league, like, that stuff matters about who's lining up and, you know, who's out there, what does the depth chart look like. So, hey, absolutely. Justin, I'm allowing myself patience this year. I know. Strictly because of the secondary. Yeah. And reason being is you don't pass on Kayvon Thibodeau at all. Right. And yeah, you can, can. You can take – no, we didn't. I'm talking to the mic, buddy. You, you can take this year – and let next year be the year that you go out and sign right. the big cornerback and sign the guy that you need to sign to solidify the shit. Right. It, it, to me, I think this draft was a, it was a slam dunk. They did all the right things it, 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 as far as the first round goes. Yeah. If Adore he stays healthy for the season, I feel a little better. It's like, okay, we're dealing with some weak cornerback two, but we got someone solid out there at cornerback one. But I want, I want to go back to the whole, you know, you said Kayvon, sh- Kayvon can be that guy. Maybe not should. Are you saying should or can? I think he be that guy. I think he should up. and can. Okay, so I think he should and can, and I think he will too. I think he will. And, it, and it, that's that's kind of fair because it's not like we're talking about Aziz Ojolari, the second round pick who's twenty years old doing it. So. Mr. Brownstone is finding out why can when I he offered me a natty daddy that I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to finish my point on Kayvon. It's okay. People know what you mean, and I kind of like that, and I've never heard that. So I'm going to give you a lot of respect, Tim Coffey. Well, thank I give you, you no respect, Justin Penick. Thank you very much. And you are two beautiful, wonderful human beings. Thank you so much for coming down to North Carolina. Thank you for really coming I really do here. appreciate you, do you guys coming down year. and doing this yeah, here. this is awesome. It is a family. It Our, is a family. Talk it to is a family. It is a family. It's, uh, it's us versus the world. It's the whole it fucking is. world. Our, our 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 fantasy football chat is uh, it's something. All right, my brothers. I love you, man. Thank you, gentlemen. I love you too. Slide into stacks of cash this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred dollars, get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big play during MLB season? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like by which team will win, how many bases will be stolen, total runs, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. The download the DraftKings Sports. 
pick up now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet just $5 to get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That's promo code JOHNBOY. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See Your show microphone's notes for muted. details. MLB trademarks used with permission. I have control of who is muted and who is not. And that is why I did that while I was reading the ad. Now we want to welcome on Mr. Tucker, Tucker Cher Cherry. The only person who doesn't make me feel like a giant here in Tucker <laughs> Cherry. Even that's what I'm here for, Bobby. What's going on? Mr. Brown, sir, you got to get off mic, man. You're going to get us canceled. Hey, I love all of y'all. Let's go. Let's win some games. Let's win some games. Stocks of Giants, what's up, guys? Wow, yeah. Tucker Cherry, how you doing, my man? Excited. You have great hair. I appreciate that, Justin. You know, it makes me feel bad about cutting mine. I think I actually messaged you when you cut it. I was like, why'd you do this? Wow. A few people did, and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I know, I know. It gets hot, I get it. What's going on, man? Man, I'm just excited to be here in uh, Charlotte, talking some Giants. Uh, What what what's up this year? What's what like? So, what do you guys think is like any 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 bold predictions? Well, I, what I, would I'm, surprise you? I'm going to flip it back on you, and this is like a, a bland question, but like, what's the one thing you're looking for this year? It's cliche, but progress. Mm-hmm. I just want to see a specific though, like who? Specifically, I want to see like what group? The wide receiver group. I know they can produce. I want to see uh, some explosive plays. I want to see something that resembles an, a modern NFL offense. I'm tired of slant routes. I'm tired of curls. I just want to let Danny Dime, let him throw it downfield. You're going to spend a ton of money on Galladay. Give him the, throw him the ball downfield. I mean, it, I am not that smart, but it can't be that hard to give your playmakers the ball. Yeah, we were no all more excited. third and fours on third and five. That's if I see another I'm quarterback sneak, I'm boycotting this team. Can- Kenny Galladay was signed for a reason. You may, not, you may not agree with the signing now, even though you did then. Um, he's still a good player. Kadarius Tony, when healthy, is electric. Uh, Shepard's a good player, but he's he's injured. And then Slayton's solid, I guess. And then um, Wandale is I don't know. The wide receiver group should should be a serve like a good wide receiver group in the NFL. Not like the best one you think of when you. It should be average to above average at yeah, worst. Should be above average. So. Uh, growth out of the water. Are, do you live in North Carolina, Tucker? I do. I live uh, in Wilmington, about three hours away. Wow. Three I just moved away. from uh, Talanasty, Florida. Talanasty. Yeah. Love that. I bet you swing do you go by that nickname of Tal- <laughs> Talanasty? Do you, do you subscribe to that? I mean, Talanasty is like not even part of Florida. Bet, I bet huh? he wants this when to win. Um, Tallahassee's not even like truly like it's it's it, the Panhandle's like a different state. It, than the it rest really of Florida. is, man. South Florida and North Florida are two completely different states. Tucker Cherry, Justin Pinnock. Do you make it out to any Giants games? Uh, so funny story. I went to the I went to the Panthers game in New York uh, for my anniversary. Shout out to my wife. She's awesome. Uh, she's a new Giants fan. We uh, couldn't make it to a Panther. We were hoping the Panthers Giants were going to be in Charlotte because it's a lot closer. Yeah. But uh, it was our anniversary, so we went up to Jersey, spent time in New York and Jersey. It was a great time, man. All right, right we on. We uh, are hoping to make a couple more games this year. All right, what's your record prediction for this year? Before we get research, Rick, on the on the mic. I want to I want to say eight and nine. Uh, I, my heart says eight and nine. Okay. My brain says. Probably six and eleven. It's sad where we're at at Giants fans. Just like <laughs> we can't even say like, "Hey, we're gonna get twelve wins." Like delusionally, eight and nine. But I'll say in three years we're winning. In three years we're gonna win twelve games. Like not that. not twelve games total in three years. I mean, in three years our record is gonna be twelve <laughs> yeah. and five. That could be mistaken, but we have, we appreciate well, you, Tucker Jerry. Thank you for coming on this. Well, I was gonna shake your hand, but 
right, Research Rick. We got to get you on the mic. Very aggressive. Okay. I'm excited for this. <laughs> Research I'm Rick, for this. NYG SLT, or SLT, CLT, uh, out of Charlotte. We reference you a lot. A Obviously, lot. Obviously, like, you do, you do really good work. In fact, I, I wasn't, I didn't know if I was sharing this, but, you know, when, when we lost Anthony, it's like, you know, do we look for a fourth member? And it was like, ah, I don't want to force it. But I actually, like, like approached Rick and was like, hey, like, would you want to do some stuff? And you're like, no, I, I kind of got my own thing going. <laughs> you know, like, you know, but it was like, I'd, I'd love to, you know, provide stuff for you guys, and, and you do. What's going on, man? I well, appreciate it. Well, first of all, I can't thank you guys enough for coming down here. It's absolutely amazing. It's great to hang out with this motley crew. Uh, we got the police out here, you know, uh, <laughs> to keep an eye on us. It's great. Yeah. And you guys, you know, inspired me from the beginning. I mean, it was really, you guys, you know, gave me the nickname. Um, Research Rick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys did it and uh, stemmed from the, the uh, double team pass rush, mm. uh, win rate, and that just kind of. Yeah, that was, was a big that was a big conversation, and uh, after the Giants traded for Leonard Williams in 2019, you know, we're, we were trying to, you know, and Anthony Tomato was part of this effort of trying to find the silver lining between okay, you're not getting sacks, but you're getting pressure. Yeah, the trade was bad, but is the player just absolutely terrible on a bad defense? So um, that was such a nuanced conversation. And then lo and behold, 2020, he had a good year. And, you know, hey, when, when you had access to, you know, and when we all had really good access to the, the old 22 uh, film on Game Pass, I mean, you're, you're just breaking down, you know, personal grouping frequencies, especially on the defense side of the ball, which not a lot of people do. I mean, it's sharp football sets that do the personal grouping frequency on the offense side of the ball, and I really, I really cite that a lot. But you're the one who's breaking it down on the defensive side with two defense alignment formations, three defense alignment formations. That was a big thing in 2020, and you're tracking that every single week when you have, you know, your hands on that all 22 when it's easy to see. So I really hope, you know, NFL Game Pass, they get that product right because you are one of the best follows Amen. for well, that kind you. of stuff, and thank I love you. that stuff. Well, you guys, you guys are the best. I mean, I, I think of all the uh, podcasts that are out there, you guys have the humor, uh, the, the kind of the contrast and style yep. between the, the numerical and the uh, qualitative and qualitative quantitative, if yes, you will, yes. between the two of you guys makes you a very compelling listen, and I've you know, been a big fan since the beginning. Me, me and you are big fans of the defensive tackles dropping into coverage. You know, that's <laughs> something we always like to point out. Um, what is, like, something, because you look at things deeper and, 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 and you do challenge us. It's like, okay, let's, let's, you know, research, you know, Rick had this point. Let's, let's look at it deeper. What is something, like, maybe from Wink Martindale, Dable, Jones, that you're like, it's Okay, like, what are you most interested to learn about uh, from this, this 2022 season? Well, the, the, um, Graham ro rotated um, uh, personnel, and it led to very revealing things. I think it'll be less – I'm curious to see how that works with, with Wink because the percentages at Baltimore were very low. I mean, you had a lot of people between 40 and 60% of snaps. And I didn't look at it too closely to know how injuries affected that, but I'm wondering if they'll have the same personnel rotations or will it be just the formation within those same people? I mean, our Leonard Williams, it's been very interesting that uh, the OTA is only using two D linemen. I actually picked only four defensive linemen. We just did our 53-man early you know, you know, during OTAs, 53-man roster predictions, and Bobby yep. had five defensive linemen. I yep. had four for that exact reason, that they may go with more four linebacker, two outside linebacker sets, and then the two D-line sets. Yeah, so it's um, – what is that – are Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence's snap percentages going to go way up? Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, are we going to see more four outside linebacker sets, as you say? Yeah. I mean, so it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be um, as interesting, I hope, and uh, yep. more successful than Graham, we hope. It, it'll be very interesting to see what Wink does, regardless if, like. Absolutely. It's not just is it good or is it bad. Like, I want to see what yeah. he does because, you know, I, I've, I've looked at, I can't remember who put it out, but it's like Wink, someone said, like, Wink Martindale's top five and like, cover four and cover six coverages. I couldn't remember who put that out. So, but that he had a tight. It was that even, uh, even within last year's of the injuries, he did make adjustments. Yep. He did play more cover zero, but he, even with that, his other adjustment numbers, other coverage numbers were up. So there's a possibility of, because you were you were asking. I hope Wink has some adjustments yep. given the personnel. And I just want to see what they are because not only is like okay, like yeah, Wink last year had a type. He had good defenses. Then the guys got injured, and it's hard to maybe change fully in a year. But now you're with a new team, and he had the Uber Eats comment on the corners. Well, you got that even to even a more <laughs> like a worse extent now. So it's like, what do we see from Wink Martindale? So I, my judgment of Wink Martindale won't be like, is the defense good or is the defense bad? It's going to be like, what what do you do? How do you change? Um, if there's bad moments, but it's like, okay, but there's a lot of good moments in blitzing, and mm-hmm. you're sticking to your philosophy. It's like, okay, well, let's get him his dogs. So that's like the thing. I'm, I'm just very interested to see what Wink does, not whether he makes this well, defense I love the not. coaches at each of the three levels on the defense. Andre Patterson, proven track record. I don't know if, if you watched his uh, presser yesterday talking about technique mm. before scheme. And, you know, with particular regard to Dexter Lawrence, if he can unleash Dexter Lawrence, fantastic. Drew Wilkins on the outside, what he's done with guys from uh, Bowser at 245 to Owa at 270, you know, we've got those those – uh, body types on the Giants and what's he going to do there and then of course Jerome Henderson in the back who's you know made lemons out of made lemonade out of lemons or yeah. whatever <laughs> or, you know whatever, yeah, whatever expression uh, yeah, yeah. just for the last two years and yeah. so that's very encouraging and what he's able to do with guys like Jaron Williams Rodarius Williams what's he going to do with a JK a Can- uh, Kennedy the, uh, you know, Julian Love. I forget oh, the, yeah, Julian. The, the new guys. Yeah, I forget the Marcus Canardi or I've gotten. It's I've, tough to keep track of, yes, uh, of these guys because, absolutely. you know, they are kind of they're kind of getting stu- they're kind of getting guys from DoorDash like he says that he doesn't want to do. Um, uh, I want I want you to challenge us. We were talking about Ooh. something uh, before the show um, and you've asked us this in a mailback question and we tend to avoid some of these questions, but I want to break it down with you right now. What is your question that you want to know from us about grading Joe Shane? I want you to phrase it, and well, I don't want to hear what I, you have to say, and then we'll respond. The, the, the front office story of the offseason is watching Joe Shane walk the line between competing for today and building for tomorrow. Yeah. And all and looking at the, the totality of those decisions that he's making, his contingency plan ladder, you know, is, is taking us down this, this path. And... You know, you guys gave an initial assessment, which I thought was accurate, of the B minus, uh, and that was before the draft, with James Bradbury's fate not yet decided, and now here we are on the other side of the draft. Yep. James Bradbury no longer a giant. Where, which direction do you think Shane has trended since then? And I, and I, not that it's complete. Right. It's, it's going to continue to change through the summer, but what is your take on how he's walking that line? Today. I would think it's similar to the same. Like, obviously, Neil and Thibodeau were slam dunks. Like, yeah. anything could happen, but those seem like slam dunk picks. Um, but also, you know, it was pick five and seven, and no tackles are off the board. So it's not 
you know, it doesn't take the greatest GM in the world to make those picks. Um, obviously, Wandale was picked way higher than the consensus, and the consensus is wrong many times, and, and that's something with as much draft work as we do, we also don't take ourselves too seriously because the draft is a lot of a crapshoot. Um, it really depends on how Wandale turns out to me and Cordell fought. Like, I, I actually don't mind Azudu. Like, I like Azudu in the third round. I just like Dylan Parr him better. To me, it comes down to, like, what does Cordell Flott and Wandale Robinson turn uh, turn into? If those guys, if Wandale's like a consistent contributor on the offense and Cordell Flott's like just a solid player, then I feel, and then obviously Neil and Thibodeau have to be, like, really good, like, A, a players, um, then it's like, okay, you know, A- minus for the, two, the year 2022 mm-hmm. when we look back at three years from now. Um, and then the obviously pre-draft, Logan Ryan was the big like sticking point, but the the rest uh, we've all been fine with, and you know slash love some uh, some of the things he's done. I'm bumping it up to a B, going from a B minus to a B. Um, the draft is a big TBD. Obviously, now if the if he hits on the draft, you know we're going to look back at this offseason and say it's an A, right? Um, but I I'm in, I want to hear your thoughts on this because we were again we were talking about this before we came on. You talked about how James Bradbury and how the timing of the James Bradbury was something that he's playing it perfectly. Now, after it's all said and done, do you still feel like it played out perfectly, the timing of the release of James Bradbury? Bobby Skinner. I feel like he did whatever he could do. Didn't they get – it's, it's great having researched Rick because I can get definite. <laughs> didn't they get a, a two, uh, uh, that $2 million back when he signed on the, on the 2023 cap. Then, yeah, I have no problem with it at all. He did what he could. Uh, obviously, James Bradbury wasn't agreeing to extensions with the other teams that had trade deals out there for him. Um, it's the ba- it's a bad situation, no doubt. But I, I don't I don't fault him for anything that went down with that. Obviously, if you look at hindsight, it's like okay, just cut him earlier. But um, I, I have no problem with it. He tried. Yeah, I, I think it's it's hard to really uh, handcuff him on the draft given the, the situation, you know, given the lack of his own staff. Yeah. I think that um, it'll be interesting to see over time the pick of uh, McKeithen yeah. uh, over some other guys, Salier from uh, Georgia, Mays from Tennessee, mm-hmm. and one other of the, of the guard prospects, I forget. Lasita Smith out of Virginia Tech was a guy yeah, I like. right, yeah. Um, so, it, you know, are those guys going to be – Starters, high yep. snap guys versus McKeith, and that'll be interesting to, to kind of come back, circle back to. But again, I, I, don't, I don't disagree on the draft this year. Neil Thibodeau, uh, fantastic additions. Yeah, uh, it's totally agreed. And you know, we're and, not. We like to like. We don't like to just like. There's a lot of overthinking on everything the Giants do because we're such big fans. But like, <laughs> guilty. We, we try to not do it and not get into like you know like not everything means every like a, a big deal. You know, sometimes like oh they just cut this guy for this reason or they put this guy at this position. After the draft, before they fired Pettit, it's like we kind of dived into something of an unknown. It's like it kind of seems like he didn't trust people on the staff. And yeah. then it comes after the draft, they fire a handful mm-hmm. of guys and then hire their own guys. Like, okay, that kind of was confirmed. And, and that definitely seemed like it played into uh, Joe Shane's and the cover one guys who we've had on. Uh, you know, uh, Glock Roach, one of our, our favorite listeners, clipped it. Their Love str- Glock Roach. He, he clipped their stream. <laughs> And it was like every guy we drafted, it's like, oh, that was the Bills guy, top 30 visit, you know. So, obviously, it seemed like he was relying on himself more than his scouting staff. And, and that's talked about with all GMs, like that second year when they have a full year with their staff. 
means a lot. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a busy summer. I, I, I think you know you, you guys did the fifty three breakdown. I was pre- catching myself saying, I don't think RB three is on the line is in, on the roster yet. Yeah, or, you know, but other. But I still think players are going to. I think the the churn on the back of the roster is going to continue, and I think they're going to be working the waiver wire. They've got all these new personnel executives from Miami, uh, Philadelphia, uh, Baltimore. Any, no, not Baltimore. Where Rossetti is Miami or Chicago or, or uh, uh, the Colts. Colts. Thank you. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Live events are back, which means you can get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code GIANTS. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. We've got the app on our phones. Whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festivals, or more, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. I know those guys at Talking Giants got their tickets to the Charlotte Motor Speedway at SeatGeek, and they were having such a good time that they forgot to read this ad. That's why producer Julian is on the mic bringing it to you now. I also use SeatGeek. I've been using SeatGeek to get into the Lightning games to watch us go to the Stanley Cup. SeatGeek rates every ticket from 0 to 10 to make sure you're getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Don't worry, we've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. Research Rick. Saquon. Saquon Barkley, number 26. I want to talk about Saquon Barkley. Because I again, uh, we we had a very enlightening conversation before before we actually came on, and I I felt like I've lost the steam and I've lost the momentum of talking about him as much as I as much as I did earlier in the off season, and when talking about how roster decisions and roster you know certain roster constructions how some of those things may not be done I think for at least for Saquon Barkley I think that is kind of set. And that's part of the reason why I kind of keep the, I'm kind of keeping the score of, of Joe Shane at that B because I said the priority that I want of Joe Shane, the biggest priority number one for me is seeing if we can trade Saquon Barkley because it's not just about 2022, but it is about building for the future. And I do think removing any kind of long-term extension with Saquon Barkley is in the best long-term interest of the Giants. So um, do you agree with that? Saquon well, Barkley I, I, is he here? I, you know, I'm reminded of Patricia Trainer who mm-hmm. said that she she said there was nary a beat reporter who thought that Saquon Barkley would be on the roster at the end of the year. Um, Dan Duggan said he never thought he would be traded. Yeah, but most, if not all, the beat reporters think he won't be a Giant at the end of 2022. Yeah, uh, you know, which remains to be seen. Yeah, uh, and I think. The decisions surrounding Saquon are part of this walking the line between competing today and building for tomorrow. Yeah. You guys have very articulately laid out the best case scenarios for Saquon Barkley, which we all hope for. We all hope for, you know, 2,000 yards, uh, 20 touchdowns, MVP. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, and then what? You know, in terms right. of long-term sustained success. So I think, you know, in terms of the injury history, what's going to happen, um, you know, these. Th- this is how Shane will be evaluated over the next six months. Yeah, I think it's huge. Uh, I, I think it is. I mean, I kind of, I do hate to say it, but I do think it is kind of like a, as a black cloud kind of goes over the sun right now. 
I do kind of think that That's it is. Was, we were talking about Saquon. I believe the gods have spoken. It, it is kind of like a like a black cloud that is over the franchise right now in terms of what you know what kind of decision is made on his future. So well, th- these are the choices that were made, and you know the bets. And, yep. and, and Shane has made has, has pushed money on various directions in various contracts, and you know. Yep. Hopefully, like in Buffalo, they'll make the playoffs uh, the first year he was up there, and then uh, you know sustain success That's from right. there. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you. Yeah, you guys, thanks it again for coming here. So great. Thank you so much. So great to spend time with you guys. Yeah, Wonderful. And I, I want to do it again in a more professional manner, official manner. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll see you on Friday. Yeah. Not exactly sure what we'll have. Appreciate you guys. Until then, let's go Big Blue.